0: Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of BuildingBoys.net and Janet Allison of BoysAlive.com.
1: Hey, Jen. Yes, Janet. I've got a word for you. A word. It's a big word. I like big words. I know you do. Okay. Psychogeography.
0: Psychogeography. This is a new one. All
1: right. Yeah. And listeners, this really is applicable to your life. I promise. Jen and I will make it clear where (laughs) well, at least Janet will, or maybe Jen will help once she learns what (laughs) psychogeography means. So psychogeography is a big word for the concept of where we are in space in geography when we are connecting with another person. Psycho. Psycho geography. So where we are
0: in space when we're connecting with another person. So like if I am sitting
1: on my couch in my living room while I'm having a conversation with a friend? Yeah. Or when you're in your kitchen yelling upstairs to your kids that it's time to come down to breakfast and they're not listening. I would just like to say that that is so 2010, because now I
0: just text them, come eat, food's done. (laughs) Saves my voice. (laughs) And I know that that is not necessarily the best way to communicate. There's certainly a time and a place for it, but I'm sure you're going to tell me that um, person-to-person communication is important and matters.
1: Yeah. And what what the point of our podcast is today is how to get in the best position to have our kids talk to us i had a mom the other day say you know he just won't talk to me he says he has nothing to say and you know it's on us as the adults to figure out how to be available figure out where we are when we're when we think we're having a conversation with them and we think it's effective And they aren't thinking that as much. And they're not tuning into our opening for conversation. So let's talk about how do we put ourselves in the best position to have our boys want to talk with us. And in that is how do we listen so Mm -hmm. that they want to talk to us.
0: You know, in thinking about this podcast and getting ready to talk today, I looked up a few things and I stumbled across an older blog post on uh, my site, on Building Boys, how to listen so boys will talk. And uh, a gentleman named Rob Brown wrote this for me back in 2015. But to this day, it remains one of the most popular posts on the site. His vantage point is as a child, He experienced abuse, but he did not feel at all comfortable sharing that information with his parents because he didn't feel at all comfortable that they could handle and hear that information. Mm -hmm. And that's a really heavy thing to think about. And so in this post, one of the things he says, which really has changed the way I approach my boys, here's just a, a line from here, phrases such as my door is always open And you can tell me anything are empty words to most boys Mm -hmm. who see ample evidence that verbal disclosure of any negative is not what you want. Yeah, you may think that you can your son can tell you anything, but in reality, for that to happen, you need to have proven yourself a resource, not just a potential added pain.
1: Yeah, that is powerful,
0: it's deep
1: and it's hard to sometimes think about things on that level. So it starts when they're young, of course, and it starts with giving them your attention. And I think we get so busy in our days and we just forget and you know, here we come back to the phones again, but it parents you have got to put the phones away. I've seen so many kids looking at their parents waiting for the opening with, Mm. you know, mom's looking down at her phone or wait, I just got to send this quick text. And, and so really starting young, carving out that habit for yourself and the expectation for your kid. They know at this, you know, from five o'clock on or whatever you decide for your family, that they know that you're, you're available and it's, it's hard. We're all busy, but it's this, it's like this nonverbal message that you're giving that you're you know present with them.
0: I agree that you need to have that nonverbal message. I don't fully agree with the putting the phone away part. And this may depend a lot on the age of your son and the culture within your family. Mm-hmm. I very intentionally after supper, or in the afternoon after school will spend time sitting in a common area in my home, scrolling through my phone. And often I am literally doing stupid stuff, like scrolling through Facebook, looking at headlines, playing a mindless game. I am present, but I am not totally engaged in something. And that's often when my kids will talk to me about something. Mm -hmm. They will maybe sit down and be on their own phone and then that moment happens. And I yeah. think we've mentioned on this podcast before the potted plant theory of parenting, right. um, tweens and teens. Yeah. That's how I use that in my life.
1: Yeah. Cause you're, you are placing yourself, psychogeography, placing yourself in their world, in their mm-hmm. circle. And, you know, I'm sure your ears are getting bigger and leaning into their conversations. But, and you know
0: as well that with boys, especially, sometimes like sitting there and expecting to have a face-to-face conversation is one of the most destructive things that you can do. It's almost better to expect side-by-side parallel play style conversations where we don't have to look at each other. And maybe we can both be looking at
1: something else and, oh yeah, so this happened in school today. Well, my daughter and I were in a hotel room. She's 33 and we had, you know, some pretty tender things to talk about. We're watching the food channel in a hotel room. It has been our habit for 33 years. So we're just little snippets of conversation in between that. And to have had that conversation face to face, oh man, it would have been really tough. And so to be able to just relax and realize this is as good as it's going to get right now. Mm -hmm. And to set aside my expectation of how this conversation should unfold.
0: Yeah, that is so important to setting aside your expectation of how the conversation should unfold. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we as parents forget that our kids have things going on in their lives too. So just because I think that now is a good time to talk about, and in my head, these are the points I need to convey because I have this wisdom that will help my son solve this problem, avoid this negative outcome, whatever. None of that takes into account where he is. Mm -hmm. He may have had four different things go bad at school that day, which affects his ability to participate in a conversation when he comes home. Or alternately, he may have had like something amazing and wonderful happen that he is just dying to tell me about. But because of my demeanor and my expectation, I might start with something else and just totally quash his motivation and never hear about that thing. How to do this. The devil's in the details. The how to do it is always the hard part. And thinking about this, I made up an acronym, Janet. Ooh, I love acronyms, Jen. I made up an acronym and I don't know if this is really that great or not, but here's my acronym. It's TALK. We're thinking about talking to our boys. How do we get them to talk to us and us talk to them? Talk. T, timing. Think about the timing of your conversation. Being sensitive to, to what the signals he's sending you when he comes home, what you see on his face. Does this look like he's open to being approached right now? Or is everything about him saying, I am dealing with something else right now? Timing. A, Action. We've talked about this before, and we just alluded to it again. Boys, generally speaking, do best when they can be doing something while they're talking.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So to expect that you're just going to sit there and have a heart-to-heart, maybe. It might sometimes happen, but I wouldn't count on that. Mm -hmm. So if you can create a scenario, a time, a place, psychogeography, where you are, you're going for a walk together. Maybe you took the, take the dog out for a walk together. You shoot hoops in the driveway. Um, you're playing matchbox cars with your little guy who loves matchbox cars. You are just out in the backyard picking up sticks because that's what he wants to do. Include some action. L, love. I thought about listen, and listen is important, but here's what I mean by love. As the adult, as the parent, you have to be really intentional and clear on what your purpose is in this conversation. You and I are both currently reading um, a book by Michael Reichert called How to Raise a Boy, and we will be talking to him shortly on the podcast. But this book is a lot about the importance of connection with our boys. It's about how much our boys in particular need to know they're okay. They are wonderful and awesome, and we love them for who they are right now, this moment, period. Regardless. Regardless. That needs to be in your head whenever you are talking with or interacting with your boy. And no matter what words you need to say or where this conversation goes, you need to consciously be thinking about conveying love and acceptance and connection. Okay. I'm waiting. Kid friendly. Ah, nice. Kid friendly. Keep it developmentally appropriate, right? Obviously, the conversations that you are having with a toddler are different than those you have with a teen. But what I also mean by kid-friendly is be willing to engage their interest and their world, their mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think boys don't talk because we, the adult world, have told them in so many times in so many ways that the things you care about are stupid and we don't care about
1: them. Yeah, or boring. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, yeah. and some of it is boring. I ask any parent who has ever sat there and listened to whole conversations about Minecraft or Fortnite or...
1: Dinosaurs or trains. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Some of it is boring. This episode is sponsored by, by heart
0: Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about by heart baby formula. By heart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet. you can receive a free free 3-month supply of Easy Melts Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com/onboys. That's try t r y easymelts easy dot com forward slash, on boys. But when you engage in those conversations, when that little one seeks you out and you engage, and frankly, even if a lot of your response is,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh, ooh, you're building that foundation. Awesome acronym, Jen. I tried. I got it's to- not my forte, but I tried. I got I got some some things to chime in here. All right. Um, part of the action, part of the love, part of the kid friendly is to recognize that you know if you've had a less than smooth conversation with your child if you've lost it if they've lost it that it is up to the adult to make the repairs expecting your kid your kid to come to you and apologize or oh well he needs to man up or whatever you're going to say hopefully you don't say that but um, to recognize it is on you as the adult to extend the olive branch if it needs to be extended and to apologize. I'm thinking, oh, these fit all the A's. Adults, apologize. Um, yeah. But be okay with being vulnerable and saying, wow, I totally messed that up. I, and that will help your boy. You're modeling for your boy Repair your modeling apology, and he is going to feel connected to you because you are willing to be real with him. That point is brought up again and again, also in the book we're reading,
0: How to Raise a Boy. And it's sobering. You know, it is always, always on you as the adult. And I am living with teenage boys, they can be horrible people sometimes. They can be incredibly hurtful. There are times when as a human, not as a mom, but just as a human, I can't handle it. And I'm, I might blow up. I might walk out. And frankly, I, want, I do not want to revisit that situation at all. I grew up in a conflict-averse home, and you know it sort of has influenced how I act today. It is always on you as the adult to go back. And it's okay if you can't do it right away. Sure. That's fine. Take all the time that you need, Mm -hmm. but you have to go back and close the circle and make that effort at connection. And these small, small breaches in
1: connection can very quickly enlarge. Yeah. So he needs you to reach out. Another thing is around what your expectations are about how much he's going to share with you. So I I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but I had a mom call me. They had moved across the country and her son was in middle school and she's so worried about her son because he's not talking about this move that, you know, was so big in their lives and caused all this stress and upset and, and he wasn't expressing his feelings around this move, she thought. And mm-hmm. so as a coach I asked her, you know, well, how's he doing in school? Does he like it? Has he made friends? Is he engaged in in what's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he just won't talk about this move. And it became very clear, very quickly, that mom had a lot of deep feelings about this move and son was actually just fine, doing great and he didn't have those deep that deep reservoir of feeling about the move that was connecting at that time maybe later it will but in that moment so it's it's us as women we need to be careful that we're not asking for more and yes crying and like have some emotion about this move have have some feelings recognize this is the reality this is where he is right now it might come up later but don't force your own stuff on him. He's not going to present the way you are in your feelings, likely.
0: Do you remember the episode that we did on grief with Tom Golden a while ago? Mm. And he shared a story in there about a boy. The boy's father had died and the mother was very concerned because the boy was not talking about this. And what comes out, and we'll include the link in the show notes so you can hear Tom tell the story. He tells it much better than I do. This boy was spending a lot of time in the driveway shooting hoops. That's what he and his father used to do. So whether it's due to our socialization or innate biology or a combination of all of it, often males process their feelings through action And females often process our feelings in words. Mm -hmm. Neither one is better or worse than the other. We, as the adults, need to get a grip on our expectations and look at
1: how much of this is due to our stuff. There's probably nothing wrong with your boy. Yeah, so just paying attention to that. And I think, you know, our boys can tend to be, you know, really outward in their feelings, but they can also tend to be really subtle And Mm -hmm. so noticing, you know, oh, he's spending more time kind of moving over next to me on the couch or, oh, he's coming in the kitchen when I'm fixing dinner. He hasn't been doing that for a while. Not to just pounce on him and, hey, what's going on? But just to be there and be open. And one of the things that I did with my kids that was great, because you have to be there when they're ready to talk, was when they would be out at night, I would lay on their beds, on one of their beds. They shared a room for many years, but I would just go, you know, I'd read and of course fall asleep or whatever, but then they'd come home from whatever they were doing, usually drama, but they wanted to talk. They wanted to talk about the play and about what, you know, who's doing what and what's going on. And it's midnight and I'm tired, but I'm there and I'm ready. And because that's when they're, alive and they're yes. ready to talk. It's not going to come out the same way the next morning at breakfast.
0: If you have tweens and teens, you have to stay awake and active and available past 9 p.m at night because they are not going to talk to you before that. Usually it maybe starts at nine probably ramps up about 10 pm and it's okay like you were you were in their bed or you can be in your bedroom reading or whatever but they have to know, That it's okay to engage with you at that time. And it's hard. You guys, I'm tired a lot. You can't make them
1: talk when you want them to talk. So, Jen, with these four boys, and I'm sure, I'm guessing that each one of them has their different modality, their different way. And so you have to watch for all the signals of all four of them and give us some examples of how your boys give you the clue that they. Yeah, I have something to say.
0: You know, when my oldest, he's 21 now, when he was still at home, one thing that we would do a lot of, he and I both are interested in in music, um, musicals, show choir, those kinds of things. So he would find these videos on YouTube and he'd be like, hey, have you seen this one? And then inevitably that leads to you watch this next video, this next video. In that side-by-side interaction, sometimes that's when things come up we'd start with this other thing that was a shared interest and sometimes it would spiral into communication, actual communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boy number two, I feel like I am still figuring that one out and he's 18 now. He has never been as verbal as boy number one. He Mm -hmm. processes through action. I mentioned that blog post from 2015 on building boys. And in that post, the author, Rob Brown wrote that when your boy comes to you with a problem, ask, what would you like me to do? And that's the approach I try and take with him, especially now that he is 18. When he comes with something, how can I help? And the something might be, hey, mom, I think I am going to do a road trip all by myself to Florida fishing over spring break. How can I help you Leads to conversation mm-hmm. versus if I just said, "Are you crazy? There's no <laughs> way you're going on a trip by yourself. It just makes it different. One way you can talk about concerns, but he feels like you are on his side. That is a much more productive thing. Um, my third son, who's 16 now, he's the one who he has a tendency to come around, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm in the kitchen, cooking mm-hmm. supper or when I'm sitting there. Looking through my phone and then he'll say something and it might seem like nothing, but then it might turn out that that is actually something he wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Sam, now that he's 13, he's getting much more secretive about the the big things, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of things he doesn't want to talk about and that's okay. I give him space to have his his friends, but I have spent a lot of time listening and talking to him about things like Lawnmowers in the shop, and Fortnite and Minecraft, laying that foundation, letting him know I am available. And he's one where if you're
1: working side by side with him, that's a good time to talk to him. Nice. And you know, it starts early, and is it easy always? No, it's not. But no. And do we mess up? Sure. But just having the intention. You know, we all want to be listened to. We all want to be heard, and. A lot of it is on us as the adults, too, to hear what they're saying and stay neutral. And it can be really tough.
0: I think it's worth remembering that communication is the biggest issue in most marriages and relationships. Two grown, mature adults often struggle with communication, Now it's an adult and a child who by definition does not have life experience, does not have a fully developed brain. It's not always going to go well. That's Mm -hmm. okay. That's part of it. Give yourself grace. Give your child grace. Take a break. Take a nap. Walk around the block. Read a book. Have a glass of wine
1: and try again tomorrow. You've got this, listeners. We know you've got this. And let us know your tips for opening up and getting your son to talk. Thanks for joining us. We are
0: Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men.